welcome to Word Fuel Parts. This episode is sponsored by Tenofos.com, an online retailer of the best Christian books at discounted prices. Do check them out after the episode at Tenofos.com. Hello, welcome to Word Fueled Hearts. This is Sarah, and she's in the UK. Hi. And I'm Felicity, and I'm in the US. And Sarah, what have you got in your cup today? And what? Well, I'm very excited actually because I took your advice last week, Felicity, and I've gone for Yorkshire Grey today. So I know, I know. How is that? I mean, happy, Um, happy mixture. I'm, I think it might be a grower. <laughs> what made me more excited is what I did make a teapot of it. I didn't quite know whether I was meant to put two tea bags in one mug or not. How do you do that? Interesting. Well, you see, my husband really likes Yorkshire tea and I really like Earl Grey tea. So I just always offer him a cup of tea when I want a mixture. And then I just do a sort of sweep through with both tea bags. I've never made a teapot of it. I mean, I feel like you've jumped into the big time there. Well, it was very exciting, actually. It made me really excited about talking to you because I was like, oh, I've got a teapot. I even got myself a milk jug here and I've got a shortbread, a chocolate covered shortbread today. Oh. What have you gone for? While I, well, hang on, while I have a sip and a munch of my biscuit, tell us what you've gone for. And also, we thought it'd be a good idea to just, um, just give the people an idea of when we first started reading the Bible for ourselves. So why don't you kick us off with that? Sure. Well, I mean, I feel a little envious of your Yorkshire curry, actually. I've just gone for straight up. Yorkshire tea which you know is serving me well and I'm pr- quite proud of my biscuit today it's actually I mean it's not very English we're going for the European kind of biscuit it's called a caramel stroop waffle oh, and it's choice. kind of like a, a latticed waffle caramelly thing and what's really good is if you put it on top of your cup of tea and let it just melt a bit mm, interesting but um I don't want to bring this up but actually I'm going to bring it up um we just called it a waffle is it technically a biscuit well, I mean, I hadn't even thought about that confusion, but it is a biscuit in this instance because I'm drinking it. I'm not drinking it. I'm eating it with a cup of tea. So I think it qualifies. I mean, you're right. But it's not a waffle in a kind of waffly sense. <laughs> you can't say I'm eating some chips with a cup of tea, so they're a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the logic doesn't work, but just take it as a biscuit this time. Okay. We can debate okay. it on Instagram okay. or something. Okay. Um, Next, oh yeah, the question of when did I start reading the Bible? It's a good question. I came to my own personal faith in Jesus when I was at university through a friend, actually. And as I was kind of investigating, working out whether I thought what the Bible said was true, whether Jesus really was who he said he was, I really noticed that my friend was reading the Bible in order to kind of work out those answers. And that was a, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but that was a bit surprising to me. I'd never really seen someone properly reading the Bible in a kind of everyday kind of sense. So I think quite soon after I came to faith, so in my sort of second year of university, I then began to think, well, I really should start reading the Bible for myself. And I mean, I really didn't know how to when I started. And I was grateful for this friend actually sitting down with me and we read through Mark's gospel together and various people along the way just helping me kind of work out what it is to read the Bible. I think that's, that's just, both of us, we're not actually experts in reading the Bible. We have just kind of, (laughs) over the course of time, (laughs) read the Bible as much as we possibly can. And so what about you, Sarah? How did you start or when did you start reading? That's an interesting question. Well, do you know, I remember we went on holiday together when I just finished A-levels and I remember you taking time out from me, basically, to read your Bible. I thought, whoa, this is important that, and you must have, 
like recently kind of really started reading the Bible for yourself then because I remember thinking wow this is a big deal and you mm-hmm. want to hang out with like reading the Bible rather than hang out with me <laughs> that, that was the first time it really struck me um I started reading the Bible by myself in secret because I didn't want you to know because you were talking to me about Jesus a bit and um I thought this is really important to you and I didn't want to I didn't want to let you down if I didn't think this was um true so I started reading it in secret in my what was it third year at uni oh uh, yes I remember I remember and then I gave you a call one day and I was like yeah <laughs> guess what I was a big surprise. You did very good on the secret because I don't. I don't think I knew. And then so no, I, I think cool. it was quite a shock to you, wasn't it? I think you did yeah. that on your chair or something. <laughs> so for anyway, both I, of us, yeah, for both of us, that was a fair fair number of years ago, wasn't it? So over the course of fifteen years or so, yeah, don't yeah. betray our age too much, then. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I've really, really enjoyed getting to the beginning of Habakkuk. Have you? Absolutely. It's just weighty, mm-hmm. relevant, really enjoying just dwelling on it. Should we get going then and uh, dig yes, in? Shall I read? Or do you yes, go for it. So we are reading chapter one, verses five through to 11. Okay. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are a feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honour. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle, swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. By building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty people whose own strength is their God. Great. We should probably just have a quick recap of the question so the structure of Habakkuk is is kind of question and answer isn't it and then ending chapter three on this kind of song slash poem and so the first questions we've had so in Habakkuk's kind of questioning direct questioning to God he's saying Lord are you not hearing seeing doing anything about what's going on in front of us and we have injustice and iniquity and wickedness and the righteous are being persecuted and it all is very distressing as he looks around and that's happening not just in the world as a whole, but actually in amongst God's people as well, isn't he? And so what we've got here is God's answer. Interestingly, though, it doesn't it doesn't actually say, and God answers, does it? So I've been mm. struck by that as I've just read it through this week, thinking, well, I'm really thankful for that little subtitle that the Bible gives me, <laughs> saying the Lord's answer. And I think as you read on, you begin to see that this is God's answer. But um, at this, you know, later we get the Lord replied or the Lord answers, but actually at this mm. point, doesn't say that but we do know that it is the Lord's answer in the way that this first bit starts off and it starts off with saying I as in I am God I'm going to do something extraordinary that you wouldn't even believe if anyone told you it's so out of the realm of what you think is capable and you know worth considering I think isn't it yeah absolutely and so you absolutely so you said I am. He says, I am a couple of times there, doesn't he? Verse five and verse six, I am. So God is most definitely doing it. You can imagine Habakkuk just waiting. What's he going to do? Oh, 
He's using the Babylonians or the Chaldeans, as they're called in my translation. And the Babylonians, and we get a picture of them here, don't we? They seem to be the most despicable of people. There's, there's not many redeeming features about the Babylonians. It's such, oh, it's such cruel language, isn't it? The, the, the nature of these words, I've just kind of highlighted some of these words, and ruthless, seize, feared, dreaded, fiercer, devour, violence, prisoners, mock, scoff, laugh, guilty, sweep. Like, I mean, just mm. all, though, that, all that kind of describing language of who this people are, who, these, who this nation is, it's absolutely terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's exactly it. And all the more terrifying, actually, I think for Habakkuk at the time, he would have seen kind of or heard of in other nations. The Babylonians have gradually been sweeping through lots of different nations. And so they would have been a kind of a rumor on the wind, I think, of like those horrifically cruel Babylonians. And and God is saying, I'm using them to yeah. sort out the injustice that you see around us. I mean, it it just doesn't make sense, I'm sure, to Babacook, uh, Babacook, Habakkuk, <laughs> sitting there. That's a new one. Babacook. It's not even Habakkuk. That's just my own interpretation. American English, Felicity. <laughs> I think um, what st- what uh, stood out for me particularly is the difference. So in the first bit of chapter one, we had the law is paralyzed um, amongst God's people, mm-hmm. and then in verse seven here, we've got. The Babylonians are a law unto themselves. Mm. So I think that's been, that. yeah, for me, that's really stuck out this week as I've been dwelling on this. Just, wow, what does that mean? They don't even, they don't even consider God's law as something to be followed. Like they're complete law unto themselves. Yeah, but just yeah. interesting that word law is used. And then yeah. um, right at the end, their own strength is their God. Mm. And you kind of see that in the way that the language is used as to how they treat other nations and people and just, the ruthlessness, ruthlessness, yeah. ruthlessness yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, that seems to be the kind of the root of who they are, isn't it? So verse 11, I think, really helps us with that, whose own might is their God. So the, very much they orientate around themselves. And I think the verse you were talking about, the justice and dignity go forth from themselves. And they're all about themselves. So if we just pick up a few of the things, the kind of characteristics of them, they're bitter and hasty as they march through the breadth of the earth. Their kind of habit seems to be that they invade they take things that aren't theirs you see it i think it was really striking um in verse 10 they laugh at every fortress for they pile up earth and take it it's like a fortress is nothing to them they just take the earth like they just take whatever is in front of them and you can imagine if they feel that about fortresses then i mean people are nothing in that there's a, yeah. there's a kind of a real callousness and the way the way the language is used of they sweep past like the wind like it's just you know it's nothing is it like yeah. it it's that brutal and it's that kind of insignificant that they would wipe out nations. They would wipe out people in front of them who are in their way. Um, mm. And that makes it all the more surprising and all the more kind of extraordinary that the Lord is choosing to use them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, what is so surprising is that he's then saying, so um, Habakkuk has been crying out for justice and God's answer to that is actually, this is what I'm going to use to bring about justice. These people who are not just mm-hmm. are going to be used to bring about justice, which really made me think as I was dwelling on it this week, we are not to expect God's plans, God's justice and what that looks like to maybe look quite like what we would expect. Like the way that he's going about that 
may well be surprising and, and may not make sense to us at the time. Absolutely. It's so, it is such surprising justice, isn't it? And it's so much bigger than we can imagine and we can fathom in terms of what we think should should be happening. Because you look back to those questions and go, okay, is God answering them? You know, Habakkuk was saying, you're not listening. Well, is God listening? Yes, he is. He's answered. And he's saying, you're not saving, you're not doing anything. And he's saying, well, actually, wait, I am going to act. Mm. Um, and he's saying, you're not, you know, what was the other one? You're not, um, why do you tolerate wrongdoing? And it's very interesting, this answer, isn't it? Because he's, he's, he's not tolerating it, although it looks like he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, and you're kind of edging into Habakkuk's next question, which I think is naturally where our sort of mind goes. We, we're kind of going to, and we're not going to go there now, but that is kind of where Habakkuk is heading. Is like, what, really? <laughs> is this really what you're yeah. doing? And I think I was thinking about it in relation to us. So I know we've talked about this, haven't we? We want to be really careful about how we draw the lines between us now and them then and and what it looks like to kind of conceive of God's judgment and bringing justice. And and we don't we're not thinking that we can just place ourselves straight into this, are we? We're not going to go into great detail on that now. But yeah. just to kind of because we, we, what we want to do is is really sit with the people who are listening to Habakkuk sit with Habakkuk let's let's really kind of dig into where they're at and then in a later as as the book unfolds then we'll consider more what it looks like this side of the cross but for the people at the time they are called to wait on God's justice and this is what it looks like at this moment God's justice looks like using an unexpected horrible means of bringing about justice and I wonder whether for us then it's a similar kind of like wait we can still hear the wait and know that the kind of I am verses five and six is very much that God is doing something yeah I think um it is that isn't it it's sometimes applying the bible to us simply me simply means broadening our view of who God is doesn't it Mm. and what we understand of him and his purposes like this and this does do that, doesn't it? Because you look at, on the ground, Habakkuk and God's people and those, those who are reading this later would think, well, this is a really confusing answer. This doesn't feel like salvation. This doesn't feel yeah. like I'm being saved here. This, you know, this is, this is going to be brutal. And quite frankly, I don't want this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so forceful, the language of I am doing this. I am raising up. I am going to do you cannot help but be struck by the Lord's kind of hand in, not hand in producing evil, but a hand in controlling events in order to bring justice. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think therefore trusting that ultimately justice will come. Yes. And that even if we don't understand it now, even if we don't understand what's around us now, we can still trust that God is in control. He is God and he is working out his plans that do bring about justice and salvation yeah. and judgment. Yeah. And I think that goes for the really big things happening in our world. And I think it goes for the really small things that happen day by day at home, doesn't mm. it? As well? Like, you know, it's been a hectic week for most people in the UK. We a lot of us have been thrown into homeschooling again. Like it's been it's been really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and yet a bigger view of God and a bigger view of him behind confusing situations and circumstances um, is just helpful. 
Mm. It lifts your gaze, doesn't it? And we don't know how God's got, you know, we don't know the, the full, we will never know the full extent of how God is at work in, in yeah. the season, will we? But we can trust that he is, we can trust his word here and we trust that word for now. Do you think that? I think, yeah, I think that's so helpful. And I think you're right that as we keep our eyes fixed on God, Habakkuk hasn't left his position, his posture of looking to God. And we see that in the next chunk, we'll see that he's keeping on waiting on God. And I think, as you say, in the small and the big, and I mean, over here in America, there's a whole host of things going on that make you wonder. But I think in the midst of all that, we keep our eyes fixed on the God who says, I am doing it. I am bringing about justice. This is going to happen. And he is listening. I think that for me has been mm. really, really crucial to you know, because Habakkuk had these massive heartfelt questions. They were raw. They were honest. They were really, really big questions of his. And sometimes I think you can feel, you can feel like you're praying and nothing's going to happen. You can feel yeah. like you're pouring your heart out to God. And actually, this is really, cha- you know, my heart, my prayers have been challenged through reading Habakkuk. Um, and yet just the assurance that God is listening. He's yeah. there. He's doing. He's saving. He's judging. He's acting. But quite often it won't look like you want it to. Yeah, yeah. And do, w- will we trust God's word to do its work in our hearts mm. when it comes to it? That's really big, isn't it? And I think we probably need to wrap up there. And what a great thing to be already, praying. Already. For. I know it goes quick, doesn't it? But do you want to pray for us? sure, I will pray. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we praise you that you are our big God. Thank you for Habakkuk giving us such a big view of you here as we hear you saying that you are at work, even when it looks confusing, even when we don't understand. And we pray that you'd help us to to wait on you and to trust your word. And in the small and in the big, would we be those who really do keep our eyes fixed on you? Amen. Amen. I didn't even take a bite of my biscuit. I mean, it was so compelling. The well, Habakkuk. It's soggy now. Is it still on top I, of Well, actually, I did remove it from the steam. Okay. I thought it might sink in. <laughs> Um, it makes me really, it makes you long for the next bit of Habakkuk, doesn't it? Mm. I want to know what Habakkuk is going to, you know, he's, he's got more questions as a result of this. And I'm, I'm again, really excited to um, dig in next week. Um, yes. we, what, what else do we want to say? We wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who has given such encouraging feedback yeah. and response and messages and just everything. We've just been blown away by people's enthusiasm for this podcast. Um, I know really- it. We're so grateful, so grateful for all engagement, really. And what we'd love is if you felt like you could, if you could re- put a review for us on whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast, it'd be great if you were to review us so that just more people might hear about um, what we're doing and, and how it could be helpful. That seems to be the way that you kind of reach more people. So if you can, it's please do post algorithm, I don't understand it at all. I don't know how that works, but it yeah. does. So if you have time, a couple of minutes to leave a review, that would be super helpful for us as we as we seek to kind of um, engage with more people wanting to get stuck into Habakkuk. Um, and I think that's probably it, isn't it? And that's it. I think we're out of time. So okay. thanks so much for listening, everyone. And we'll see you. No, we won't. We'll hear you. No, you'll hear us <laughs> next time. <laughs> next <God>. time. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. Bye. You've been listening to Word Field Hearts. If you haven't already, why not hop over to tenofthose.com where you can check out some of the best Christian resources at discount prices. See you next time.